Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Hi, it's Tracy Hagerman from The Happy Homeschooler, and I'm here with the lovely Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. And as we're just heading into Remembrance Day in Canada and Veterans Day in the United States of America, we thought it would be nice to have an episode where we focused on all those who have fought for our freedoms that we enjoy, all those that have lost their lives, all those that continue to serve their country and the impact that that has of the sacrifices that are made by them and their families and their extended families. And so we wanted to have um, a bit of a celebration of what their efforts have brought to our lives. And one of them is homeschooling. And if you are in Canada or the U.S., you know that homeschooling is a freedom that we enjoy, but that freedom is not available to everyone around the world. There are certain countries that that is not allowed. So we wanted to remember our fellow human beings that have just provided this for us. And so today we wanted to sort of go back and forth between us and count off a number of the blessings that we have in homeschooling. So I'm going to let Pat start with a freedom that she enjoys in her homeschooling world. Yeah, thank you, Tracy. You know, just listening to you talk just now brought to mind, this is this is not a recent story, but a couple of years ago, there was a family in Germany that was uh, ha- actually had to leave the country because they wanted to homeschool their, fa- their, their children. I don't remember how many they had, three or four. And it was illegal it, at the time. It might still be, I don't know. But they actually gave up everything to come to this country just so they could educate their children. You know, uh, it it just kind of brought back to mind the old, you know, the people that came around the turn of the century, you know, to the United States and Canada for for a new life. And, but the point that I'm trying to make is that they were doing that. Their motivation, you know, wasn't, I guess it was government persecution really to a certain extent because they were being, threatened with, you know, jail and fines because they were homeschooling and came to this country, you know, the husband had to find a new job. I mean, they started from scratch. And I followed the story because I just was amazed and so impressed by their dedication and determination to educate their children that they would go to those lengths. And I think about sometimes how uh, and I'm not proud of this, but I think about sometimes how I think, gosh, you know, it would have been over the years, it would have been, it would have been so much easier if I would just send them to school or like, you know, when you're having a tough day and it doesn't feel like we're enjoying a freedom, it feels like we're trying to fulfill a obligation or a responsibility that is too much sometimes, you know, just on those days, certain days. And perhaps some of you who are homeschooling unexpectedly might be feeling that too, that goodness, now I have to do this up as well. But before we get started on the freedoms, I just want to encourage you, if you're feeling that way, to really stop, sit back, and try to get a new approach, a new mindset about this. Because knowing that there, that as Tracy points out, there's countries where this is not 
legal, homeschooling is not legal, and that there are people in the world who have left their country and their homeland and their families and everything they've known just so they can homeschool, you know, to go to a country where they can homeschool. So it really is a freedom that we should cherish to be able to do this. And even though, not to say we won't have difficult days and that it is sometimes something extra to put on your plate. And it's frustrating. I mean, all those, you know, I'm not denying any of those. All those are true. But at the end of the day, it is, it is a freedom. And I guess that's the first freedom that I want to talk about is that we do have the freedom to choose this. You know, we can choose to homeschool or choose to send our children to a traditional school, private school, you know, a public school, whatever. But we have the freedom to choose. And that knowing that we have that as a foundational mm -hmm. freedom opens up so, much, so many possibilities moving forward. So that's the first freedom that I'm very grateful for. And adding on to that, let's say, you know, there's an illness in the family or something and you had been homeschooling. You can the very next day put your children in school. Mm -hmm. We have that choice. If something changes, you don't have to feel bound like, oh, I'm homeschooling. You can change your mind. Mm -hmm. And sometimes depending on how your life goes and things that, you know, are thrown at us, you have that freedom. And to me, that was always really freeing. Know that we made this choice. We think it's the best choice, but if something changed that we needed to put our kids in school, we could do that and with no repercussions, you know? And so I'm adding that as your number one, and then I'm going to go to number two. One of the things that really came to light to myself is your children learn in different ways. And our son, it takes him a time, a, a he takes a long time to assimilate information because he wants to like chew on it and think about it and move it around in his mind. So he might want to start a project and then he'll put it aside for a couple months. And I think if he was in school and he wanted to, he had a project that he had to do for school, there's always like a time constraint like this. We need to do this and you have to move along at the pace of school. But what I realized after a couple of years of homeschooling how he would do this and he would put something aside for months and then come back to it because he had actually been working on it in his head and now he's an engineer who works in research and development and he might have 12 projects in, on the go at work but he because he was allowed to be homeschooled that way he fits in so well in that organization because he can chew on something for a while put it aside go to something else that he's working on. And it's, it's just allowed him to develop those skills. And I know that if he had been put in the traditional school, that would not have worked in that environment. And so I feel so blessed that he was able to do that. And I didn't recognize that in the first couple of years. It was just as his, you know, as he was developing in that, it became clear. So that's the second freedom. Your children, each one of them, has unique skills and talents, and they don't all learn the same. So you have the freedom of time to choose what works best for them. And that is gold to me. That is gold. So Pat, I'm going to pass you over to number three. <laughs> hey, that's the third freedom that I am grateful for is the, uh, the freedom that we have to change. Now, in homeschooling, we have the freedom, the ability to change up how we are teaching our kids, what programs we're using, 
what approaches we're taking. We can be flexible depending on a learning style. We can change what we're doing. We can go with the flow. We can you know, uh, adapt the program, you know, whatever program we decide to use, whatever format we're using to, to encourage them to develop their skills and interests and abilities. And that's not always the case in a traditional school, you know, so because you've got 30 kids and they all have different learning styles or have different per permutations of learning styles. And that's hard, so that would be impossible to do, but we are able to do that when we homeschool. And that's a real freedom. I mean, that can be, that I know at times in the process of figuring out how our children learn, that can be frustrating. But once you get your, once you get in your groove, it's a beautiful thing. And we have the ability to be able to do that, you know, to keep, to experiment and to find something that's going to work, which our kids can then run with. That's a real freedom to be able to do that, to change up and to just uh, go with the flow until we find what works. Okay, so now I'm going to number... But number four, I was, I was thinking about a friend of mine who's a kindergarten teacher. And I said, oh, how, how, that must be so fun with all those little ones. I have always enjoyed the little kids. And she said, it is, but she said one of the things that she finds so difficult is because she has sort of like a checklist of things that they have to do with the class. And she says there's so much on that kindergarten checklist now of curriculum and that that they have to follow she says i don't have time to sit down with my class sit them in a circle and read to them now does that make and she's a kindergarten teacher but she says it's she has to fight for time and as we know as homeschoolers that is one of the most important things to do with your kids is to read to them read 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 to them and so it really took me aback when she said that. And she's a lovely teacher. And she said, you know, I think they're well-meaning in the things they want us to cover, but you have to spend so much time in this and you have to spend so much time in that, that she feels bound by this and not able to give the kids what she knows they, they need. And I was like, wow, you know, some days, some days we're just feeling a little less energy than others. Sometimes we'll just read for a couple hours and catch up on the other things the next day. Mm -hmm. And we can do that. Mm -hmm. So that's another freedom that I absolutely love. We can be flexible in how much time we spend on a, a subject or, you know, moving things around in the week or in the month. I love that. I love the freedom, not being bound by this. And the thing is with the reading, you know, there's so much that is taught through reading, so many other skills that come from reading and skills that are helpful in learning other areas too. Like that's so sad at that age to not have that. Okay, so number five, the fifth one that I have is that we have the freedom to explore. You know, we can explore not only approaches to, to learning styles, but we can, we can explore topics and interests. And as our kids get older, different ways to learn. My, my daughter right now is studying ASL on her own, and we are trying something new. We're going to learn how to, how to sign some of the songs that we sing in church on Sunday. It's not in her curriculum. It's like in her, it's not, you know, part of her program, but it's something that we're going to, and, and I'm doing that with her, so you know I'm going to be challenged to get these signs in my gray matter. But we're exploring something different. We're exploring, and she's actually considering this as a potential or a possible career moving forward. You know, nothing's in stone, but this is, we have the time to explore 
this is the time for her to explore it in high school. And we have the freedom to do that. And if she decides in a couple months, it was nice, but it was not my thing. Uh, that's okay. We, she still will have gotten enough for at least a half credit in high school as an elective. And let's try something else. Plus the privilege that I get to do this with her is very exciting. Okay. So now I think I'm at number six. And I have four siblings. Between us all, we have 16 kids. So I've had many conversations because we were the only ones who chose homeschooling. But one of my, my eldest sister has four children. And we had a discussion one evening about how she said that her kids all did well in school. But there was a lot of homework like sent home. And she said a lot of times, they were like, if they get stuck because they're not in class or whatever, you know, she had to be involved. And, and she worked full time and she had four kids. And so she said her evenings for years were filled with guiding her kids through their homework. And so she said, I'm so tired <laughs> by the time I get, like, I'm just falling over. And I said to her, you know, you're taking the same time in the evening that I'm taking in the morning to school when I'm fresh. And she goes, I know it sounds so appealing when you put it that way. And, and it really like highlighted to me that it's true. When you homeschool, you have the time. Are you a morning person? Are you a night owl? You have that flexibility. Two of my children like to get up and do all their work and be done by noon. And my third child, she can't focus as long. In, in, she needs spurts. <laughs> so she needs to work on something, have a break. Work on something, have a break. And so oftentimes she might do her math or something in the evening. And she never minded that because that suited her. Mm -hmm. But because... I'm tired at night. We kind of had an agreement. If there's something that she needed my involvement with, we did that during the day together. So she understood that mom <laughs> needs her night. And I also understood that sometimes she likes to sleep in a little bit. And I would let that go because it worked better for her. When she got to teen years, she seemed to need more sleep and would sleep in. But we had that flexibility. So instead of, you know, butting heads, <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you need to be up at this time. You need to do this and that. We had that flexibility. But That's what right. a great freedom. And rather than fighting about it, we could work around that. Mm -hmm. and that's, there's enough to fight about in life that, you know, that we can <laughs> fight about. So that's to not, to not have that one is great. And plus, you know, the self-awareness that she developed over time, you know, that's a real gift because... We, you know, I know that wasn't the whole concept of learning styles wasn't something that I was aware of when I was in school. It wasn't until I'd homeschooled for a while, you know, a few years that I became aware of that. And, and you know, body, body rhythms, you know, circadian, all that stuff. Like, I, you have to work with that and everybody works with it differently. And it's not like one is right and one is wrong. It's whatever's good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to explore that. Well, the last one I had to, uh, the freedom that I had that I'm grateful for is the uh, ability to learn together as a family. And that includes homeschool dads. And, you know, Tracy and I have been talking, we're going to be doing uh, an episode in, in the future about home, the vital role of homeschool dads and what we homeschool moms need from them. And, um, but you know, the fact that we, we would even be able to have that conversation implies that there are things that people can change or look for and, and make adjustments to. And that's great. Parents, and I know I'm stereotyping here, you know, but non-homeschooling parents aren't typically involved in the day-to-day -day things of learning for their kids. You know, of course, there are parents that are involved, go to school and 
volunteer and help with field trips. But in terms of like real academic subject topical learning, it's usually the teacher and the students and that's it. Now, there may be homework. <laughs> that's not the same thing because that whole attitude and approach toward homework just kind of sets up a negative environment from the get-go. But the fact that moms and dads and, and kids can really learn together, I mean, an example of that is, you know, what I talked about earlier about my daughter and I doing the ASL together. I, I can almost guarantee that if this were a class that she was taking in a traditional school, there would be no space for me. I would have to be, I would feel like I had to be inserting myself to be involved in that rather than, hey, mom, you know, you want to learn this with me kind of thing. So that's a real freedom to be able to learn together because that also allows mom and dad to grow too. Even if you enjoy homeschooling and you always wanted to homeschool and all that, there are things that are going to come up that you don't feel prepared to do or that you're going to have to learn to do or a fear that you might have to overcome. Your kids will grow from learning, but you will grow by discovering new things that you're new learning curves that you're just going to have to do and you do it. <laughs> And, and it's great because I never really understood history. I just, when I learned history, I didn't understand the significance of it. It was memorizing dates and stuff. So then when I taught my own children, we chose a curriculum that was done in chronological order of time. So I finally was able to put all these pieces together and it opened up a whole new world. And it was sort of like a side benefit of of homeschooling, it opened up this world that I really hadn't figured out. I never really learned. It was one of my big learning gaps. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, wow, just by homeschooling them, I learned alongside them, which was pretty incredible. Right. The other, the other thing, I think we're up to number eight now. Um, <laughs> we're having fun with this counting. <laughs> Hopefully we're counting properly. I was thinking one of the biggest things that homeschooling has allowed us and and one of the one of the big reasons that we homeschooled was the freedom of time working our time and if you think about traditional school and you think about you know getting up in the morning time to pack your lunch time to gather your books get everything together time to travel on the bus to school the time that you take, let's say you understand a subject, you're sitting in class and you get it, but somebody else doesn't. So the teacher is going to take more time that you could have moved on, but you have to wait. Or maybe there's a subject you're struggling with and you need <laughs> some more instruction, but the teacher chooses to move on and you're falling behind. So all these time stealers is what I, I call it. You get back in homeschooling. So as soon as you're having trouble with something, it's apparent, I'm right there, I know, oh, okay, we need to spend more time with it. So you had that freedom initially. So it actually buys you all this time that was spent on these other things if you were going to traditional school. So you, you gain hours in your day is what it feels like. And so there's so many other things you can explore because of those hours that you gain back because you don't have to be traveling or all the stuff that takes time. <laughs> like even if you think of, let's say there's six classes you go to in a day, each class has transition time between, you know, like the bell rings or whatever. You got how many minutes to get, like that could be another whole hour just moving from class mm -hmm. to class. So in all the time that you gain back, 
it gave us time to pursue other things beyond the books. And one of those for us was time, my kids had time with their grandparents. And one set of their grandparents, they're no longer alive now, but for many years, they were able to see them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And my father-in-law was, was, uh, had Parkinson's and he could not get together at night. It just did not work for him. His symptoms were worse in the evenings. So we had the freedom of time in the afternoons mm-hmm. to go spend time with them. And so he did woodworking with our kids. He did like carving with the um, rock carving. They did painting. They made a table. They made a, a house outside like a, what do you call it? A clubhouse, which we had to move from their house to ours, which was a ton of work. But, but my children still remember all that time that they spent with those grandparents that you wouldn't have had because you come home from school and then you have schoolwork and then you got to get ready for the next day. So it buys you this freedom of time. And that was our biggest reason for homeschooling was the freedom of time. And I am just so thankful for that. And then back to, you know, thinking about Remembrance Day and Veterans Day, I think of all the time that those men and women had to spend away from their family that gained us time. And that speaks to me so, so much. I'm so grateful for the time that I've had with my kids and that they've had with their extended family. And I, I can't say enough about that. I'm so, so thank you. Those of you who serve your country like that, thank you so much. It makes a difference. Please know that it absolutely makes a difference. That's beautiful. And that you're talking about the relationship your kids had with your parents brings me up to actually my, my last one, my last freedom that I want to talk about. And that's the freedom to develop, to, to develop relationships as you're learning. It's much more than having a friend for the most part, friends come in and out of our lives, you know, for a season, but our siblings are our siblings. And now of course there's going to be disagreements and family feuds and all that stuff. But the potential to develop close relationships while you're learning together, while you're experiencing life together is amazing. My three youngest kids are, I have two middle ones are boys and then my youngest is, is a girl. There is a seven year difference between the middle child and my baby. So the two boys were two years apart and then the baby was like four years apart. So think about those ages as you grow, as you know, as they're growing up, get middle school. Well, and, and the little, the little kid, the little sister that can be potentially fraught with, with things, but the three of them are so tight. They've got each other's backs for years and never, ever while they were growing up, did I ever hear the boys say, you know, why does why does our sister have to tag along? I mean, she always hung out with their friends. They got so tight. And now, of course, there were skirmishes over the years and they had disagreements. And there's things, you know, they might not like about each other and, and stuff like that. But but I know that they are tight. And, and that was a blessing and I think a side uh, effect of being able to learn and experiencing so much together and being involved in similar activities, of course, at different levels. And I don't think they would have had that if they were separated. You know, certainly the boys would have been, would, would have air quotes learned that they're not supposed to like having their little sister around. And perhaps their little sister would have air quotes learned that 
she doesn't want to hang out with her brothers because, you know, but they didn't learn that because their friends were friends with their siblings too. And so it was, you know, it was just a wonderful environment and I really feel blessed for where we were able to raise them. But the fact that we were homeschooled too, in addition to that, allowed us and allowed them certainly to develop relationships that are really tight still today. So I think that is a freedom in homeschooling, being able to develop relationships while you're also learning. Yeah, and, and also learning outside your peer group. Absolutely. It value when you, you know, you get together with other homeschoolers and because they're all ages and it's not even really a question what grade are you in or how old are you, they all just sort of get along and that's life, right? Real life is multiple ages. And so I always found they learn so much from the, the older one. I have one more. We're counting here. That would be 10, I guess. Number 10. Mm-hmm. One of the things when, you know, when the kids were like, oh, you know, this is difficult or this is a lot of work or I would remind them of how much freedom we had to play with our schedule. So my husband for many years had a conference out of town, which um, included a hotel. So we would usually travel with him. Uh, He came home one day and said, I have to go to California for work. And we're like, okay, when are you going? And then he took out tickets for all of us. And we got to go as a family. And because we were outside of tourist time, entrances to the main amusement parks now are all reduced, which I didn't know. I didn't know they had all this different pricing. So reduced pricing, no lineups because it was off season. So for years, we were able to follow him to whatever the conference was. And what he would try and do is tack a few extra days on at the end. So one time we drove down to Florida and his boss had said, I'll give you the, whatever it would have uh, cost for a flight. And you can, if you want to drive down, that's fine. Like as long as you're here this time to this time. And so we extended that trip and we ended up staying 23 days, you know, in, um, I think it was in September. We usually went in September and people said, you were away for, what about school? I'm like, well, we read books during that time and they did their math, but we were able to be away. And what's so funny is each of our kids did something called Head Start, um, which is they get to take some university courses before they're actually in university. So they each did this at 16 years old. And I was like, oh, that's going to mess with our (laughs) schedule because you actually have to be in class. And I'm like, oh, maybe we should go without you (laughs) for a joke. I'm just joking, right? But it highlighted to them how much freedom we had enjoyed for years because we were not bound. And, and I'm not saying a family can't take a trip, but it's much more difficult to leave school for a few weeks. You know, there might be an exam or test. You don't have that freedom. So, you know, that, and whether it was an extended vacation or whether it was one afternoon, let's go to the movie theater because we need a break or let's go to the museum that's empty. Mm-hmm. We need a break we could do that. That freedom was always there. And so on those days that they were finding it more difficult, I would remind them and I would remind myself, we have freedom. Well, yeah, that traveling, that learning while traveling, there's certainly these days, there are world schoolers and road schoolers. People do school all over the place. And there is so much that they learn from traveling, from being on the road. The math and the reading is fine, but all between Canada and Florida, the 
bajillion <laughs> historical sites that you can make stops at and then read about and have family conversations and, and oh my goodness and, and talk about history like living history kind of things that really make it come alive but there's there's so many freedoms in homeschooling and so for you moms and, and dads out there that are homeschooling and sometimes it's just feels it can feel overwhelming at times and you're wondering if you're making progress if your kids are making progress are you just having one of those days that everybody's unhappy though those times will pass and if we can try our best to just look up from those days and think about all the other days that we've enjoyed these freedoms that help enrich our lives so so very much so that's a wonderful point to i think to wrap this conversation up but i do want to encourage those of you who are listening to it if you see a veteran to thank them for their service because all of these things that Tracy and I talked about and, and more. If you see a veteran, definitely thank them for their service. They went to serve their country out of patriotism and we are reaping the blessings. And we're just gonna be grateful for our freedoms. And I guess Tracy and I will talk to you in the next episode. Sounds great. All Have right. a great day. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another candid conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy. Tracy.